episode one, you guys. Welcome to the Creator to Leader podcast. Imagine me opening the proverbial doors to my house. Do you know when you have guests from out of town coming in and you really make sure that your house is clean, that everything looks nice, that everything that's not super organized is hidden in the closet by the door? It's like, it's go time. Let's get ready. And this has been me for the past two months and you're finally here and I'm thrilled. I am really excited. So in today's episode, we're starting from the beginning. We are understanding the impactful industry leader that this podcast is going to help you become. We are going to explore the difference between an impactful industry leader and a frustrated online creator. And I'm going to help you identify where in the journey you are and what are some of the initial steps you can take if you are done with a content creation hamster wheel. Marketing, guys, can be fun. It can be blissful. It can be creative. It can be expansive. It doesn't have to be a rigid formula. It doesn't have to be only a data-driven process. And the mission for today's episode is to start writing your own formula for your industry authority. So are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Creator to Leader. Are you struggling to connect with your ideal customers online? Are you confused about the most effective way to market your business? If you're ready to become the go-to expert in your industry and stand out from the crowd, this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm Eugenia. That's Eugenia in Spanish, but you can call me E. My mission is to help entrepreneurs stand out online so that they can grow their businesses. I do this through comprehensive marketing strategies, impactful content plans, and storytelling leadership. We both know you are running on caffeine and big dreams, so let's dive right in. Truly, the very first episode feels like an important statement. I think that it's like the first song at the Super Bowl or the first episode of a new HBO show. Because yes, podcasting is a long game. I do believe there is something special about that first episode because it sets the stage. It kind of paints a picture of what's coming. So that's why I've been so intentional about this launch. Like literally everything has meaning around it. This day, September 26th, has meaning around it. The prizes of the launch giveaway, they have meaning around it. I didn't just choose some random gift card values. I chose them for a specific reason. The prizes are very intentional. And of course, I wanted to make sure that the content of this launch, of this episode, was filled with a lot of meaning for you. So I want to take this as a stake in the ground. Kind of like the Grand Marshal at a car race when they're waving the flag and they signal that the race is about to start. It's like, okay, it's go time. So what do we want if we're here taking the time of your day to listen to the show? Simply put, in very simple words, we want to stand out to grow our business. That's it. Simple as that. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of impact. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of conviction behind it. There's a lot of freedom. But ultimately, in the most simple and raw way possible, that's what we want. We want to make more sales. We want to create content that resonates with the right people. And we can do a whole episode on sales and this sales psychology, not only on the psychology of the person that's buying, but the psychology of us as people who are selling and so many stories that we tell ourselves that are actually hurting our efforts. But this is not the episode for that. This is to say that we really want more sales. We want to stand up online so that we can grow our businesses. We can have more impact. But what's happening? We are feeling overwhelmed. We are feeling confused about what's the best way of marketing our business. A few years ago, 
I don't know exactly when this term became super popular, content of value, quote unquote. And it was all over the internet. And even you will hear me say it sometimes, providing value. But it's one of those words that it's been said so much that it kind of doesn't mean a lot these days. So many people are so tired and so frustrated of creating content on value and really doesn't do anything for them. Like they are saying, I'm creating this content. I really am giving everything away in my Instagram, on my podcast. I'm doing my best and it's still not connecting. People are still not clear. and. I understand because I was there and I walk this journey with you every day. This is not me sitting at the end of the journey telling you, hey, this is how you get here. This is me exploring, going a few steps, seeing what works and coming back and saying like, hey guys, come on, this is a good way to go. And yes, we're going to talk about specific tips, specific tricks and ways to maximize your digital marketing. But in the end, it all goes down to this. It all goes down, whether we are aware of it or not, to our desire to go from frustrated online creator to impactful industry leader. And maybe the words impactful industry leader scare you a little bit. And I'm really, I'm curious, what do you feel when you hear those words? Are you really scared? Do you think maybe it's too braggy? Are you excited and energized and ready to go? Are you hopeful because you know that what you bring to the table is so valuable and can help so many people? There are so many feelings and there are so many stories that we tell ourselves around this topic of leadership and the impact that we create when we show up as leaders in our industry, not only as creators of this quote-unquote content of value. And regardless of how you feel, if you want to stand out from the noise and connect with your ideal customers online in the most aligned powerful and lightweight possible, the best way to do it really is to step into this impactful industry leader identity. And that doesn't happen overnight. That happens little by little, day by day, which is why we have a podcast about it. So we can get all the resources and be equipped and be inspired to day by day show up as this impactful industry leader. So I had to set the stage for this episode because leadership is such a big topic and you probably have a reference around leadership. Specifically for me, when I think about a leader, I cannot ignore my background and where I come from. So I come from Venezuela and to be honest, we don't have the best experience with the leadership figure. In many organizations, in politics and even inside the family dynamics, there's this notion that leaders are more like managers. They are telling people what to do. They are assigning responsibilities, making sure that things are properly distributed and that's it. They're overseers. <laughs> Many of big managers in my country, literally they get to the office at noon and then they leave at four because they have to go do something. And in the meantime, they have like a two hour lunch break and they have people at the office working 10 hour days. So for my background, that's kind of where my mind went to when I thought about leadership. And I don't know if you're Hispanic or not. I don't know what your background with leadership is, but it definitely can feel complicated, especially because I've also seen in the corporate world that they call the leadership team to the managers of the company. The decision makers are called the leadership team. And in many companies, those leaders in the leadership team are not really leading. They are just managing. So I would imagine that even if you're not Hispanic, even if you're not from Venezuela, you can relate to this idea of the leader that just gets to the office and tells people what to do and that's it. They are not really leaders. So if that's what you understand by leadership and now we've discussed that that is not being a leader, that it's being a manager, then we're kind of left with this question, what is really a leader then? 
And when I think about it, of course, my first example of leadership is in my faith, the figure of Jesus Christ. And don't worry, this is not going to be a religious podcast, but there is no denying first of the historical figure of Jesus. And then, you know, that's a whole separate conversation. But there is so much evidence and historical accounts about the way he led and That leadership style really was radical at the time. And that's hilarious to think about nowadays because he led by serving. He washed people's feet. He went first. That's how he led. And, you know, now you hear that and you probably think of a lot of people around the world, you know, Mother Teresa, that she was so generous and you think of her as an amazing leader. But back then, that's not what a leader was doing in any area, not in religion, not in politics, not in business. That's not what was happening. So that to me is the first and biggest example in history of leadership that we have. So whether it's through that big figure or if we're going to a smaller scale and we study leadership and so many theories that we have in more modern days, we see that a pattern is repeated. A leader doesn't tell you what to do. A leader shows you the path and empowers you to make your own decisions. I'm going to repeat that. A leader doesn't tell you what to do. A leader shows you the path and empowers you to make your own decisions. So if I say that, do you start getting excited about becoming a leader for your community, for the people that follow you? I hope so. And then I talk about Venezuela, but I need to talk also about my first real leadership experience here in the U.S. And I was working in a nonprofit organization and my manager was a woman who had all the financial resources in the world. She had everything she ever wanted and more financially, but no one worked harder than her. This is funny because if I hadn't received an email at 5 a.m. coming from her in a week, I would start getting worried. I would know 100% that something was going on. I would text her like, hey, is something happening in your personal life? Like, you have not been emailing me at 5 a.m. in the morning. And that doesn't mean that she didn't have boundaries. She didn't expect me to respond at 5 a.m. It was just the time because she prioritized her family. So she would wake up early to make sure that the team was aligned, that everyone was empowered and equipped so she could support the family for the first hours of the day, but she went first. She would really empower us and remind us of the vision that we were working for. To me, that was so impressive because literally she was picking up boxes from the floor. She was working, imagine like noon sun in Miami. She was under the sun, picking up boxes, packing supplies, negotiating with vendors. That that woman was boots on the ground. And she had the money to hire someone to just take care of it. And she could have only been the face of it, right? She could have only been the person to go to lunches and show up for galas and events. But no, she was there every day. She was showering and thinking about the mission of the nonprofit. That woman was a true leader for me. She was not perfect. She made mistakes. But she showed us the way and her passion was contagious. And we created incredible things when we were working together. I felt like I was her partner. I didn't feel like I was under her, just making her wishes come true. I felt like I was her partner, that together we were building something bigger than ourselves. That was an incredible example of leadership. So if we know that that's a leader in the practical sense, being a thought leader means then leading people and guiding them through your criteria, your unique points of view, not so that they do what you tell them to do, but so that they are empowered to decide for themselves if they want to apply what you're saying, if they want to do what you're telling them to do or what you are suggesting to do. And if they don't do it, if they choose to do something else, brava, 
That is amazing. You've done your job because you've given them the resource to make an informed decision. You've been persuasive. So that is what being a thought leader means. So being a thought leader means leading people through your criteria, through your unique points of view, and empowering them to make the right decisions for them. It doesn't mean manipulating people or convincing people. Many people are afraid of sounding quote-unquote salesy because they don't want to sound like they're trying to convince anyone, but that's not what a thought leader does because we already know what a leader is doing, how, how a leader empowers and shows options and really maximizes potential. So if we know that that's what a leader does, then as a thought leader, you don't need to convince, you don't need to beg, you just show what's possible through your unique criteria. And I love this framework by one of my favorite thinkers of our time, Seth Godin. He's my friend because, yes, I've developed parasocial relationships with people online and I have no shame in admitting this. And he has four unique characteristics of leadership. So if you have those characteristics, you might be a leader. Let me break down this framework for you because I think it's pretty interesting. First, a leader is anyone who's creating and innovating. And... This is so refreshing because leading doesn't mean that you have someone under you all the time. Managers are essential and they are all around and we love our managers. Managers are not leaders, which is what I told you about the corporate world, because really being a leader is voluntary. It is voluntary to be led. You don't sign up to be a leader and then they present you with a leader and that's it. They present you with a manager that you have to obey. Of course, they present you with a ruler that you have to do what they say. Of course. And if you care about not losing your job, then sure, you're going to follow what they tell you. But that is not a leader. They are not empowering you to make your own decisions. They are not showing you a best way. They are not showing you what's possible. They're not showing you how you can leverage what you have to grow and reach whatever goal that is that you're after. Second, as a leader, you describe the future based on who you are and what you know. And again, Seth Godin is such a great thinker. He's very practical, but I love the simplicity of his frameworks. So what this means is that as a leader, really, what you see over there is a good place, but you cannot guarantee. Meaning, as a leader, you are not a medium. You are not saying 100% this is a formula for success. If you 100% do it, this is what's going to happen. No, 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 no. A leader looks around. They identify the possibilities for the future. Of course, based on everything they've experienced in the past, they paint a vision and they say to their team, or even if you're self-leading yourself, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know exactly how we're going to get there, but we are willing to try new ideas and to take risks to get there. And if you are that type of leader where you see a future and you describe it based on who you are and what you know and you are making informed decisions, but you are not trying to be a medium, you're not trying to be 100% right all the time, then this is a second characteristic and a second sign that you might be a leader. Then number three, as a leader, you are an artist. And I have a background in acting. I love being an actor. And I love then how Seth Godin combines art with business because we have created this separation in the world between the world of art and creativity and the world of business and numbers and being very, very rational. So Seth Godin says, no, if you're a leader, you are an artist. And art has nothing to do with painting or prettiness or good design. Art, the way that Seth Godin defines it, is when a human does something original that might not work. Art requires risk. In his book, The Lynchpin, he calls this emotional labor. 
you are putting your emotions in the line. You are creating something and you are risking something. That is being an artist. You care more about the mission and the vision than about your reputation. Of course, you care about your reputation and you would never do something out of character or out of integrity. That's not what I'm saying. But you are not just thinking and being afraid of someone thinking that you made a little mistake and then that's going to mean that you are not really a leader. Because as an artist, you cannot do that. As an artist, you are willing to risk, you're willing to go, you're willing to go first, and you're willing to discover new ways on the way. Finally, we have that leaders are imposters. And I loved this one because I feel I get imposter syndrome a lot. And if you're not familiar with the term imposter syndrome, is this feeling of I am faking this, I should not be here. Let's say you're giving a presentation on, let's say you're a financial coach and then you're giving a presentation on finances and then you're saying, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be here. I don't know enough. That is imposter syndrome. And I get imposter syndrome once a month and twice on Sundays. Like that's a constant. So I love this concept because, and Seth Godin says that feeling like an imposter is actually a good thing because that means that you're onto something. It means that you are creating value, that you are doing something most people are not willing to do. In other words, the imposter syndrome is a way of keeping you in check because the imposter syndrome is really telling you, you've never done this before. Are you sure? I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot of references for this around me. I'm comparing myself to others and I really cannot find anyone that's uniquely exactly as you are and who is saying exactly the same thing. Therefore, you are an imposter. No, no, no. You are having those feelings because you are a leader. You are going first. You are proposing a new idea. You are painting a new picture. So I think that's very reassuring when you get that imposter syndrome of saying, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing it right. And then having the coping mechanisms, journaling, going to therapy, all that good stuff. So you can learn to manage the emotional part of the imposter syndrome. But logically, you understand that the imposter syndrome doesn't mean that you don't know enough, that you are not ready to share. That just means that you are leading the way. So now that you heard these four characteristics, right, that a leader is anyone who's creating and innovating, that you describe the future based on who you are and what you know, but you are not trying to be a medium and predicting things. And if you're a leader, also you're an artist and leaders are imposters. So where are you? Are you an impactful industry leader? Do you feel 100% represented by those characteristics when it comes to your thoughts and your opinions? Or are you frustrated online creator? Are you frustrated because you are stuck in trying to tell people how to get certain results 100% instead of saying, hey, this is what's possible. Let's try this. Are you frustrated because you are not really willing to take a risk? And then you're frustrated content creation because you want to stay safe. You want to do what everyone's doing. You want to do the same quick reels with how to do X, Y, and Z. And that's what's keeping you stuck. Where are you? Frustrated online creator or impactful industry leader? And if you need additional symptoms, think of me like your podcast version of WebMD for all things marketing, because I love to diagnose myself for any little thing that I get. Some symptoms of each of those people are, if you're a frustrated online creator, you may be feeling trapped in the hamster wheel of content creation. And you are hoping that one reel or one podcast episode will be the one generating hundreds of leads, hundreds of followers, hundreds of fans. You are just waiting for the one thing that will turn things overnight. And you're frustrating because you keep doing and doing and creating and creating and searching for PDFs and filling your mind with conflict and information. That makes you a frustrated online creator. But if you are an impactful industry leader, you are 
standing out from the crowd. You are building powerful connections anchored in your perspective, your criteria, your philosophy. It is true for you. You don't have to try to emulate anything. You don't have to wait for this overnight sensation because you are building connections day by day. Because everything that you create, everything that you says is reaching the right people at the right time. You are not focused on numbers and downloads. That doesn't mean that you are ignoring those and that you don't have KPIs. That, that's completely different. And that's something that as business owners, we need to keep track of, of our metrics. But we don't let our metrics dictate our calling. We maybe adjust our timeline expectations from our metrics, but we don't change our purpose or our calling or our thoughts or our criteria based on the metrics. That's what being an impactful industry leader is about. So who are you? Where are you? Let's see that vision. And before we sign off for the day, I want to let you know that only for this launch month, I am offering one-on-one power sessions at an insane discount rate. This is you and me for one hour, even though realistically, sometimes we end up taking 90 minutes. We're going through one area of your marketing that's keeping you stuck. For the most part, it is either your messaging or your clear funnel of how your customer connects with you from the moment they find you to the moment they buy from you and where do you need to focus right now. The session to connect the dots between your big brand vision, your content, your products, so you really can have this cohesive, congruent brand that you feel empowered by, excited about, and that helps you show up as a thought leader in a way that's sustainable to you and that you understand where you are going. So reach out to me over Instagram. That's at eugenia.wu, at e-u-g-e-n-i-a dot w-o-o. If you want to learn more about these power sessions, again, only the prize for September to celebrate this launch month. I cannot wait to work with you. I cannot wait to help you get unstuck, to help you connect the dots, and to help you grow your brand, the brand to your dreams, the brand anchored in your thought leadership. In the meantime, I want to hear your vision. I am so excited to be here with you. See you soon. I hope you loved this episode. If you connected with the podcast in some way, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is the number one way you can support the show. And because sharing is caring, share it with a fellow entrepreneur wanting to become a leader, not just a creator. I am so grateful for you. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM over to at eugenia.wu. That's at E-U-G-E-N-I-A dot W-O-O. And if you only send me a microphone emoji, I will know that you stay till the end. Thank you for listening. See you soon.